welcome back to It's Technically Romance. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Hamilton. And we watch Hallmark movies and we talk about it from our points of view, mine being the hopeless romantic. And mine being the cynical cinephile. (laughs) So we just finished watching the premiere. And if you've been listening, you know how excited we were for this one we've been waiting this has been this is at the top of my list of like most anticipated ones this year for sure we love paul campbell we do very much so Mm -hmm. i don't have we mentioned that window wonderland is like our favorite (laughs) every episode (laughs) (laughs) and kimberly sustad she's she's a a legend at this point she's quickly becoming like in my top three i've loved her because she started out as like the supporting characters And now she's, you know, in as a lead, and I just, I've loved her throughout her whole Hallmark journey. Wow. wow. I, I think I just recently discovered her, because I didn't know that she was supporting characters. You told me she was. But I think she really shone for me, uh, was it last year's film or the film before? Oh, Godwink. Yeah. Yeah, she really, she sold me on Godwink after that. Well, was that was like, her, her and Paul's. I know. I, know. I think that was their first movie together. So I think it was very much anticipated to see them again. Mm-hmm. But she's been great. And I just actually recently watched, I think it's like December, December Bride with Andrew Walker. She's a supporting character in there. She's like the sister. And she's so funny in there. And then the, the Nine Lives one with the fire... Fighter, you've seen that one. Oh yeah, Superman. Yeah, yeah. Oh guy. yeah, yeah. Was, I forgot about that. I think one. that was maybe one of her first lead roles. That's kind of a hidden. That's mistaken, uh, that I had seen. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that's kind of a hidden gem of a Hallmark Christmas movie because I don't hear it talked about a lot, but I think it has a lot of really nice, nice things in there. I've seen it a lot because I love. It's <laughs> a I good love, one. That was like the one. Like I really started loving her from that movie. Well, it's good to see that she's, I mean, making making these wonderful films because this one was good. Yeah, we haven't even set the title yet, have oh, we? Oh, God. We're just, <laughs> we're just, we're just going on a little... Uh, this is a podcast about Kimberly Sested and Paul Campbell, and we're just going to talk about how much we love them. I would listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> I would listen to that. I know, but we're, we're doing Christmas by Starlight tonight. Or like we've said, it's, it's one we've been looking forward to. Paul Campbell's been tweeting about it, uh, talking about it for a while now. Uh, he wrote it with Kimberly, right? Yes, they both. The story was both by them, and it's he's talked about it a lot on his socials. That when they made Godwink together, it was sort of the origin of this movie, where they kind of were playing around with an idea of a movie, mm. and then they were like, you know, that that could really be something. <laughs> So Hallmark let him write it, and boy, are we glad they did. Yeah, and he said that Hallmark basically said they could be as funny as they wanted to be, which is great, because I love, I love the funny Hallmark. I we, love and the funny we had high hopes those. because he put that information out, so we were like, I know. let's see. It's funny to me because Window Wonderland is our favorite, and it's so different from other films in the Hallmark catalog. It, it's very, it has a different feel, different tone. Uh, it, it feels almost like a, a, just a different movie altogether. Like you don't expect it to be a Hallmark movie. I think a lot of that has to do with the humor. And so when Paul Campbell was talking about, you know, Hallmark said they could be as funny as they wanted to be, I was like, this is going to be great. This is going to be that, that level of quality. And I think for a lot of it, it really was. It hit a lot of the right notes for me. It was just, it was just great. <laughs> Uh, do you want to say now, would you say this is as good as Window Wonderland, better, or Window Wonderland still at still at the top for you? It's, I, w- I need to see this a second time. So we have a rating system here where, you know, would you watch it again? You know, would you sit down and watch it again? Would you just put it on while you decorate the tree or, or make a pie or something? Or would you never watch this again? For me, I need to watch this again. Because I, I want to see all the little things that I might have missed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very excited to watch it again. Right now, it's nearing the quality of Window Wonderland for me. It's right there. I've seen Window Wonderland so many times, so it's it's almost like it has a special place to me. It was one of our first ones that we watched together, so it's always going to have that very special thing to me. It's close. It's so close to that. Yeah, Window. Wonder, I think Window Wonder Wonderland was the definitely, if not the first one. I don't think it was the first one you watched mm. with me, but it's it the first was the one first I one that you 
liked. It was the first one that you actually enjoyed. And yeah, we've, you know, had a love for Paul Campbell ever since. Yeah. I mean, what about you? So it's hard for me to say because, uh, I mean, yes, I'm like you. I definitely wanted to watch it again. Yeah. Like, let's watch tomorrow. I I think this one had more emotion. Mm -hmm. There were more heartfelt moments. Oh, for sure, yeah. Than Window Wonderland. So I did like that aspect. And I think I even mentioned, I was like, the only, the way this movie would have, like, taken it over the top for me is if, you know, Maddie Finocchio would have been in it because he was, you know, in Window Wonderland and I just love him. That'd be, that would uh, that would have been actually amazing if he, just like a little cameo just yeah. like throw him in there. Yeah. But yeah, and I don't even know why we're comparing it to Window Wonderland because Kimberly Sustad's not in Window Wonderland, and they're two totally different movies. But it is our favorite. Well, I think this was was trying to be in that same vein where it was right. like a different Hallmark film to me. Funnier, more like because that's what I think Window Wonderland was set apart. That it just felt like a. Like a comedy, like a romantic comedy you'd see in a theater. Exactly. Like more of like a feature film. Exactly. I don't know why it had that feel to it, but mm. anyways, <laughs> I I don't know if I can answer that yet. Well, I as of now, Window Wonderland is still. <laughs> it's just, I think it's just more of because it's special, right? You know, because it's you know timeless, and you know it sort of has to do with the beginning of our relationship, but. This one, I can definitely say Christmas by Starlight is now my favorite of the new Hallmark movies of this year. Yeah, by leaps and bounds for me. By yes. leaps and bounds. Like this this movie is on a different level than the other ones, I think, in my opinion. I, I, I think, you know, we'll get into this as, as we go through the podcast, but it's near perfect. It's near perfect from a technical standpoint quality acting throughout there was not one character in this film that i had an issue with every character was wonderful the supporting cast was just perfect they almost stole the scene i think lyle i mean anytime he was on the scene he just lit up you know he was great everything was just near perfect for this Mm -hmm. yes i loved it very much (laughs) like i'm very excited to talk about it i mean i don't know how long this episode is going to go on for because I just, I loved it so much. Well, I think this is going to be in our rotation. This should be in our rotation. So next year we'll watch it. Uh, I really feel like this is going to be a classic for us. I think I'm, I'm comfortable in saying that this is going to be a classic Hallmark film for us. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. It'll definitely be one that we watch probably every year. Yeah. For, for real. And so that's glowing praise from us. Now let's pick it apart and, <laughs> <laughs> and break down everything. Let's get to it. So why don't you go ahead and give us give us our plot summary. So my plot summary, you know, I tried to write these really heartfelt summaries. And this one, I just, I just went short and sweet because I just want to get into it. I just want to just start talking about okay, go for it about the movie so obviously there's so much to this movie but this there is, is there is a lot there actually is a lot to this there's a there couple is, of plot threads yeah so this is just the main one right. annie is trying to save her family's cafe from demolition mm-hmm. she ends up quote unquote working for will the guy who's going to demolish it because he promises to save it they save the diner and they fall in love. <laughs> wow. It's a lot shorter than your, your normal. It was so hard because there was so much to it. And I ended up just finding myself. I was just like going down. Yeah, going down rabbit, like, yeah. yeah. So we're going to get into it. And okay. We're just going to. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Just uh, dive right in. So we're, let's start. Where would you like to start with this? Well, from the beginning, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, this movie so the movie is called christmas by starlight right because of the the diner yeah i thought maybe at first there would be stars we don't even see any stars in this movie well it's funny because hallmark had a thing it's like you know they had like a vote going on twitter it's like do you think they'll see like a shooting star at the end or something the name threw me off for this one Mm -hmm. the name threw me off and paul campbell had a tweet where he said that they went through multiple name revisions for it i want to know what those other names were because the name is one of those small things that kind of bothered me about this. 
you know, because I, I just hearing it, not knowing anything about it, I'm like, are they outside? It feels a little bit. It doesn't feel deceiving. as it's deceiving. Yeah, yeah. It, it almost feels like a, a movies and mysteries title. I want it. Yeah, I was thinking. You know, there'd be. I thought it would be. Let me say this. I thought there might be some magical uh, element to it. Yeah. But there was. It wasn't in the way that I thought. Okay. But we do have the Christmas magic in the film, as we know. They have. That's the theme of the party. But, but not real Christmas. We're not talking no, Santa No, not Christ. actual magic. Yeah, see, that's, so, you got to be careful because they'll throw some actual magic in these films. No, you can't I just, know. You just so, can't throw around Christmas magic. When it was magic. like Christmas by Starlight, I don't know what I was envisioning. I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking outdoors, yeah. trees. Serious. I was thinking serious. Well. I was thinking, for some reason, Starlight to me sounds like a serious thing, like a, a quiet walk through the woods. But I was just thinking by starlight, we would be outside, yeah. like it would be something with trees and, you know, instead of, we, instead of, we you, would be seeing stars. You weren't thinking of a cafe and a small, you know, main street kind of thing. No, with like a corporate <laughs> yeah. office, like yeah. no. So that was surprising, Yeah. but it did not deter no. me from falling in love with this movie <laughs> and it definitely did have christmas magic not actual magic but all of the the christmas magical feels that i do love in these movies it oh had... this was bleeding christmas yeah. <laughs> you know i mean we you know we should probably talk about the director here gary yates you know we're a big fan of his films uh he did sweet autumn which I think was our favorite one from the the Autumn series. Mm -hmm. And he has a knack for really setting the scene. Like that that film was the most autumny film I had ever seen. This might be one of the most Christmassy films I'd ever seen. Each set location was just strewn with lights. But not to a point of gaudy. It never felt uh, obtrusive. It never felt, you know, it never took me away. It just felt a part of the scene just a great way to do it and you know i think of certain locations for instance the you know the starlight diner itself which actually became more of a character to me uh in this film the way it was decorated was just beautiful those lanterns they had over the counter the lights in the background you know they're so good at putting the lights to get the bokeh effect we've talked about many times here wonderful 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 i mean each really each scene except for the well even even at the corporate office they had like the Reese you know it felt like a nice little Christmas hints there it wasn't overdone there the ice skating rink I mean goodness gracious each yeah. each scene was just Christmas Christmas all over yeah and that's what I meant by Christmas magic was yeah. this movie felt magical even though there wasn't actual magic in it yeah there was that Christmas magic we didn't have the old man Santa Claus who's not really Santa Claus on the corner kind of thing no <laughs> um I'm like wait did we oh. <laughs> uh it just felt so magical I don't know I think I even wrote this in my notes basically this movie is Christmas tree lane if Christmas Tree Lane were a comedy, because basically the premise is the same. Right. But it's funny. I was thinking about Christmas Tree Lane. I was. I was thinking the, about the that. But the same. You know how much we love. Like Christmas Tree Lane had yeah. all of that amazing Christmassy feel. Yeah. Like it just like wrapped you up. Main Street became the the character in the film. This is the same thing. Yeah. yeah, that's what this movie sort of reminded me of, but different. Yeah. In its own way and. Yeah, every like every scene, all of the sets, it was just so beautiful and so Christmassy. Yeah, well, <laughs> it just and, made me so happy. Well, and I think a lot of that has to do with the lighting. I really do because, again, if you if you look at Gary Yates' films, and I don't know if he gets the same lighting person for each of these, but they're always they're always lit so well. And I harp on lighting in a lot of these movies because they're just not done as well as, as these are. Um, and I'm talking about the, the diner specifically. That is a very hard uh, scene to light properly because you have window light coming in from the windows. Then you have these counter lights. You have the Christmas lights in the back. It's lit so well. The color grading on that is just absolutely perfect. It's balanced properly. 
every scene had a little bit of warmth to it. Nothing was overly blue like in the Nashville one. Their outside shots felt cold, but not just color graded blue to make it look cold. I really, really think it was the lighting in this that gave you that warmth. The way they used that yellow light in the interiors was, was just great. And again, the set design was just phenomenal, mm -hmm. phenomenal. Yeah, everything. It just felt very authentic. Like I really authentic. Yeah, believed that cafe was a real. I wanted to go cafe. there. Cafe. I know. Yeah. I was like, I want to go yeah. to the Starlight Cafe. But I mean, at the same time, even if you have all these great sets, it's it's not going to work unless you have two great leads, and we have two great leads. Yes. And the romance. I mean. Let's, let's, yeah, let's talk about the romance. Let's talk about the that romance. That is where this movie is set apart from other movies that, yeah, maybe have the sort of same premise. And a lot of these Hallmarks, yeah, yeah, movies, they are similar. But there are the few that are set apart. And it is, it, it's the Christmas map. Maybe this movie should have been called Christmas Magic because... <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe we that could, would have been deceiving also, but we're it saying Christmas magic a lot. I think we need to have a counter for how many times we say Christmas magic on this. this but podcast. the theme of the party was called Christmas magic. I wonder if that was one of the working titles. I'd be curious. To yeah, know. Paul Campbell, hit us up. Let us yeah. know. <laughs> so, this movie, okay, there we always talk about when they first meet mm -hmm. and how that chemistry is. This one's a little, a little different because they're not, it's not like instant chemistry in the way. You might think, right. but I do, you do still feel that like, it's like an electricity mm -hmm. when they sort of, they don't actually bump into each other. They're just immediate, like back and forth. The banter is amazing. It was just so instant. Yeah. And I was, I was hooked. I mean, I knew it was going to be there because it's these two, but it was better. It was better than I th even thought it was going to be. Yeah, the banter was was through the roof. I mean, we were laughing. It just the lines were great uh, between these characters. I think I have. I snorted at one point, <laughs> which <laughs> it takes a lot to get me to snort. Uh, if you if you know, well, you know that yeah. about me. But it, uh, yeah. No, it it was good. One of the lines I loved was when they are at the ice skating rink. And she's like, you own an ice skating rink, but you don't know how to ice skate? And he says something like, well, I own a pulp mill, but I don't know how to make paper. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, it's so good. Like, little lines like that. There's so many lines. And I was having trouble writing them down. There's so many, like, little funny lines they say throughout this. That's another reason why I want to go back, because they're so quick. So you know? fast. And this is a good example of, like, fast dialogue. Because I know we've had other movies that have had the fast dialogue, right. and it hasn't necessarily Because it feels worked. like they're reading. It feels like they're reading kind yeah. of the next line as opposed to talking to each other. This, yeah, this yeah. just was so, they're so good at that banter. We well, like can tell, I mean, they, they have to be, you have to be friends if they work together on this. I'm sure they're, they're friends, so. Oh yeah, they love each, I mean. That comes through in this. It's, it's basically making a, a movie with your friend. And whenever that happens, I feel like you always hit a home run. You get the, the Christmas magic. <laughs> you get the Christmas magic. I think it was the line that I snorted was when they're they're near where the they go to get the ice cream. Oh yeah. And he he's asking her what she bought. I think she's that's when she's like telling him that she was adopted. Right. And he um, her parents like take her to this place to like pick out anything that she wants. And he's like, so what did you pick? He's like, it was this big plastic gold elephant. And she's like, no, a real one. Or it was something like that. Yeah. I don't know what it, I like snorted. Like <laughs> I just thought that was so funny because he kind of like looked at her because she said he's it. He's like, are, so, are you serious? Are yeah. you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I just love that line. I thought that was so funny. Um, and that he assumes that she's going to want vanilla ice cream. It was just like little, it was just, and again, we've talked about ad-libbing before. These conversations and, you know, the humor and everything felt so realistic that I wonder if any of it was ad-libbed or if they just, I mean, obviously they wrote the script, right. but. So they probably didn't have to because they were ad-libbing, well, quote unquote, ad-libbing yeah. as they were writing it. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe, they were, yeah. I, I don't, I couldn't see that. I'd be curious. I'd be really curious to find out though, but 
they really, I think, you know, writing the script together, you're going to have those moments and really hammer it home. And, you know, I, I really hope we get more of that because it was just, it was great. I just imagine Paul Campbell to be a big, like, off-the-cuff kind of guy. Like, yeah. even though there is a great script that he still would just kind of throw stuff in. Yeah. I just see him as that person, that actor. So I'm not sure if that's maybe I don't true know. or not. But I don't know. At the same time that we have these really funny moments, the film also kind of balances that out between the two leads with a lot of serious moments. I mean, there's a lot of heart in this film, too. So we have these great, funny moments, but we also have these kind of romantic, serious moments that are sprinkled throughout, too. And romantic, sad moments, too. Yeah, I feel like some of the best writing or TV shows or movies that I've seen play between those lines very well mm -hmm. of, like, the, the drama and the comedy comes to mind as like Phoebe Waller-Bridge, like right. a show like Fleabag, obviously totally different yeah. than <laughs> this, but this movie actually did that for me because I think that's a very unique thing for you in one moment to be crying, almost crying or crying, and then they throw a joke in there like right after and then you're laughing. So right. you're going from feeling all of this emotion and then you're laughing the next minute. So I thought that was brilliant in how they wove both of those feelings together in, in the movie. Yeah, I, I think that's a very hard thing to do and I think they did it well. I mean, I think a lot of that comes down to who you have as your actors. You know, can they do serious and can they do funny? You know, that's a, that's a, hard, that's a hard kind of task to give them. And Kimberly Sustad can can do that. I mean, her, when she was crying, like I felt. I mean, we both we were looking at each other. Like we felt so much pain. Like she's such a good crier. She's the best crier. Like it, realistic. It, it feels real. It feels like she's like really crying and feeling the moment, and just it crushes us. Yeah, I know her yeah. for being like a really good crier. <laughs> she just like really gets you right. deep deep down. No, she does. I mean, she does. And you know, the scene when she's talking with her dad at the end. I mean, just heart-wrenching. What about specifically, what sort of romantic moments kind of really stood out for you between these two characters? There's a lot. So I think the first moment that I feel the, the like, banter sort of uh, turn into, like, oh, mm -hmm. there might be some romance of Bruin is when they're in that little boutique or clothing store. She's looking for an outfit for her dogs or dog. And he, oh, her dog's name is Charles. So he's asking her what she named her dog after. And she says it's after Charles Dickens. And then he starts quoting Great Expectations. And she just sort of like looks at him. Because even I'm like surprised that he's quoting this because so far he's seemed a little a little cold a little calculated he's not the warmest person no but he's also kind of boyish too i mean we see him playing basketball in the office so he's not a serious person either right so he's cold and not serious and so him quoting great expectations out of nowhere was a shocker yeah, yeah to to the viewer as well as to annie and so uh, I think that is sort of like a turning point where she sort of starts seeing him like in a different way. Right. For me, I, I think it was the uh, the ice cream scene. I think there was, um, he gives her a look, you know, just a little, again, it's these little moments, these little things that the actors do that really make it, make it special. And he gives her a look that to me says, you know, there's a little bit more here. There's a little bit something more here. And, you know, I, I just think that connection starts to build there. And also, I, I think when he comes to her house, I think that was a super cute scene. I really think that was the little, with the mom there, and, you know, he called him handsome. That, that whole scene was just done brilliantly. And you can really see the, the chemistry, chemistry start to brew, chemistry start to brew between them. It was, it was adorable. And also that scene with the mom, from a technical standpoint, we have beautiful snow we have non-soapy snow outside it was done really well it didn't bother me at all it looked like real snow they even added some flurries there were flurries in paul campbell's hair and flurries in her hair it felt like a winter it felt like a wintry scene not like a stage winter scene and i was very appreciative of that 
Yeah, it snowed a lot in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like just falling. Chicago. But, it was, Chicago. But it was very believable. Yeah. Like I, it looked real. It never. To it made me. me. It never made me pause. Like it just. It became a part of the scene as opposed to something that stood out and made me wonder what. What is that? Looks awful. Looks fake. Yeah. It and to me that just added because sometimes in these movies you just have it for maybe like a scene it'll start snowing and it's like oh it's snowing Mm -hmm. this was to me more believable because it was just kind of snowing throughout lightly you know snowing falling on them and that just again added to the whole like magical Christmassy feel of the movie for me all these little details add up to something really special and you know there was some green screen in this film are you, are you gonna go there? Are you I'm, brave enough to? I'm, I'm gonna call it out. I'm gonna call it out. Do you feel confident? I feel pretty confident. I feel pretty confident. Well, Gary, if you're listening, I feel pretty confident. I'm I'd, sure we'll hear it from him. I'm sure we will. I I think the green screen was in the car. I think the car interiors were green screened. That's what I think. The car interior? Mm-hmm. Or you mean the exterior? No, when they were in. I think the green screen was happening when they were inside of the car. The interior shot of the car. The windows of the car were green screened to look like the city. I think that's where the green screen was. I don't know. It feels like he he does a good job. He does a good job, but it looked a little it looked a little off to me. There was also an office scene that looked a little wonky to me, but I just think that was just the lens. Um, but I, I really do think it was the car. I'm gonna double down and say the car. <laughs> double your double and doubling down. Okay. We'll see. But everything else, you know. We'll I see. didn't. I didn't notice. I mean, but again, I don't like nothing looked out of place to me. Yeah, no, everything. Like I said, the movie technically was was brilliant. There, I, 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 I'm finding it hard to even nitpick things in this movie. Like for real, there's really not much I can say that oh they should have done that differently. No, even the camera work was great. A lot of times you'll see in these films the you know I call it the wandering camera where they'll just move the camera because they feel like they need to move it to keep the action up. No, they, they did a great job of that. Just slight movements here and there. Moved the camera when they needed to. Kept it still when they needed to. Just a great job all around. There was never a moment that I was like, oh, that was a bad edit. That was a bad cut. Um, you know, sometimes we've had in recent films where they will cut from a daytime scene to a nighttime scene to make it seem like hours have passed, you know. But everything was just really flawless on this. I would agree from my personal technical knowledge (laughs) i would say good job (laughs) so back to romance okay i want to make a point to say that one thing about this movie which i think has become maybe my favorite thing that's ever been done in a hallmark movie is them incorporating the actor's teenage photos what appeared to be their personal photos i hope so they looked legit if not that was great photoshopping well paul campbell's looked a little photoshopped like the background looked photoshopped strangely maybe so i don't know if they took him out maybe he had like a weird background they took him out and put him on something not not the not the person but like the background it looked like they cut him out and put him on something. oh yeah i don't know but i just thought that was Genius, that was great. and I loved that it was brought back again in the sweetest way. Oh man, that, I'm, that gets me like a little teared. Like that was. But that is a that is a great scene when he first shows her, and it's like he's opening up to mm-hmm. her. Vulnerable, he's being vulnerable. Yes, he's becoming vulnerable, and you know, I think he's seeing a a, a kinship with her. Mm-hmm. He's seeing something in her that makes him want to be himself right. and let her into that part of his um, vulnerability. So I loved that. And then, of course, when they bring it back and, you know, because she thinks he was like prom king and then he shows her the photo and it's so sweet. <laughs> and then when she gives him the photo of her and says, I would have gone to prom with you, uh. I was crying yeah, it, it was, was just i just loved it i just think that was so brilliant of them to to put that in there yeah that was that was an amazing scene and really you know i think the unsung hero of this film is lyle 
I really do because it's Lyle who comes in when Paul Campbell gets that that gift when Will gets that gift. Lyle comes in, and he's like, "What are you doing? You need to fix this." It's Lyle that pushes Will to do the right thing. I don't know what Will was would have done if it wasn't for Lyle, honestly. You know, I mean, he he seemed to have given up. He was just sort of he honestly he seemed to have given up, and it was Lyle that coming in, handing a gift, being like, "What are you doing? Fix this. Figure it out." Yeah. Lyle really is the unsung hero because it's Lyle and his partner, is it Michael? I think it's Michael. It's Lyle and his partner, Michael, who really saved the day for Annie, too. They help her with the catering, with the planning. Like, Lyle, to me, unsung hero of this film. Yeah, he was great, and I loved his... I loved uh, Will getting to see his relationship, Lyle's relationship with Annie, mm-hmm. because I think he's starting to see, like, oh they seem closer than I am with him and he's been, you know, yeah. working for me for, I don't know for how long, but... Well, when they come back from the catering, they're like laughing, you know, just, oh my God. Yeah, and up. I think that's just a testament to who Annie is and so Will is seeing that, like, wow, she is this great person that she's just sort of meeting these people and they're already, you know, getting along so well and yeah. practically best friends at this point. So I think that sort of is an eye-opener for him as well. Like, just sorting to feel like, you know, seeing how great of a person she is. Right. Shout out to Darren Martins for just doing a great job with his character and really, like I said, unsung hero of the film. And And also, shout out to Hallmark for adding more inclusion. I think that is absolutely wonderful. I love seeing that more in these films. So, shout out to the other unsung hero who seems to cross dimensions between Hallmark films. Eddie, the barbecue vendor, he also was the barbecue vendor and follow me to Daisy Hills, Bob. Adrian McLean, so shout out to you for saving the day with your, your barbecue. I actually thought they were going to go waffles for the catered event. I would not have minded if I was at an event like that and there were waffles. They were talking waffles the whole movie. I thought even Will, when he has you know breakfast with the mom, is like, oh, is this agave? Is that the secret? <laughs> like... You'd think waffles would be there, but nope, nope, it's Bob slash Eddie coming in with his, his famous barbecue. Like, I love this idea of this traveling, time traveling, <laughs> dimension hopping barbecue vendor with a food truck just going to these different places. I hope Palmar keeps doing this. And then we get then we get a, a movie centered around him. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bob's own love story. Bob's own love story. Or Eddie. Or we Eddie. don't know which dimension <laughs> he'll be in. But that was really cool. Um, I love that they did that. I think that was a really neat... I don't know if they did that on purpose, but I thought it was just a really neat thing. I know. When I saw him, I was like, is that Bob? <laughs> <laughs> it's like an old friend. Yeah. That was funny. And while we're on the, the supporting cast of the film, we, we can't you know not talk about the, the parents here. Yes. Her parents. I'm sorry. Annie's parents specifically. Obviously, we have Will's dad, who is... Malcolm Stewart. He's... He's always the disappointed dad. He plays disappointed dad better than anyone. He's great. And he was great in this role. I particularly, I actually made a note that I was like, I really like his glasses. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like his glasses. Yeah. Glasses. Those are cool. Um, I had a little bit of red in them. Yeah, nice. yeah. They were cute. And he was great. But yes, Annie's parents were wonderful. Yeah. Not over the top. Sometimes we get parents that are really over the top. These parents were great. Uh, like I said, the breakfast scene was excellent. Yeah, Bruce Dawson and Rebecca Staub. Okay. That's what we'll go with. She's been in. She's been in a few Hallmark. She movies looks familiar. That I can remember uh, specifically. I think it was called "The Christmas Bells Are Ringing." I think this one was from last year, or maybe okay. two years ago. It was with the photographer. You might not remember that one, but she plays like the stepmom kind of and they have this really sweet emotional moment between the lead actress and her and it it was very touching I, I every time I see that movie I cry so she's great I was happy to see her in this movie she always plays a great mom mm-hmm. and big props to the dad yeah what did I say Bruce Dawson plays Annie's dad Gene and such a dad name too, Jean. And Jean. <laughs> such a good dad name. Jean and Pat were her parents. Seriously, names. those yeah. are such good, good parent names. Good yeah. parent names. So specifically, the scene with her and her dad towards the end, they have this really beautiful heart to heart, which 
one of i would say the best like father daughter moments in a hallmark movie um or that we've seen specifically this year is i just thought it was so well done i'll actually i'll actually go out on a limb further and say i think that was one of the best scenes in a hallmark movie we've seen this year maybe even last year too that scene specifically i thought was one of the best written and one of the best acted scenes i've seen it was phenomenal it was absolutely phenomenal yeah the lines uh he says some line about a heart that doesn't know pain doesn't know love Mm -hmm. and we talk about will having to like let his walls down you know he's been closed off but the dad her dad is actually you know bringing to light that she's also had her walls up Mm -hmm. which i don't even think she realized so yeah that was a deep heartwarming scene yeah no i mean it was it really was and and that's what we're talking about when we say that this film does the funny and they do the serious hand in hand so we get this this heart-wrenching scene. Like I was scribbling down like every line the dad was saying. I was just writing down. I mean, how he was talking about how places just walls and walls need to come down sometimes. Like it was just it was so good. It was so oh, good. Oh yeah, they were talking about the walls of the cafe. Yeah. Like those are just walls, but he's like, "Well, those aren't the walls that we're talking about." Yeah. He's talking about the walls on her heart. Oh, God. And yeah, it was it was pretty if amazing. He, watch this film. Watch this film, but if if you don't want to for whatever reason, well, we hope you've already watched yeah. it. But if not, go through and run, just... <laughs> run to your TV, <laughs> turn it on, watch this scene specifically because it is something else. Yeah, so I don't know if there's been a Hallmark movie that has been so quotable. Yeah. I, I feel like there were so many amazing lines. Like we talk about the script. You know, Bravo, Paul, and Kimberly. And there was one uh, scene where I think it's uh, Lyle and his partner. Mm -hmm. They're talking to Kimberly. It's when they have the lunch. And they're asking her, like, what kind of food she likes to eat. And she's like, mac and cheese and chicken fingers. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, that's my girl. Because, you know, (laughs) that's that's my kind of food, too. So Lyle's partner, Michael, I think, um, he says this line talking about will saying if you look past the the foie gras and the tailored suits you'll see he's the chicken finger guy underneath and i just loved that line so much because it's true it and that's like the whole thing is that she's seeing you know one side of him but he's like there is you know more to him as usually there are with people so i just i love that line that because they do have the foie gras that they eat. That scene was really funny, too. Well, yeah, and even just, you know, the, the ice cream scene where uh, Will has this whole big speech about how ice cream is for any time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there, there, you're right. There are, I don't think there has been a Hallmark movie where there, there are so many great quotable lines. Yeah, and then what was, I think, your favorite was the Christmas sweater where he says... I said casual, not uh, bingo night at the Legion. (laughs) And by the way, by the way, props to the the costuming department on this this film. Not only did Paul Campbell look amazing in his suits. Yeah, uh, he did. Kimberly Sussed looked great in that red dress at the end. But the Christmas sweater that she had on, that was supposed to be, you know, the, the quote unquote ugly Christmas sweater. It was an actual ugly Christmas sweater. It was legit. But it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous, but it was like a legit Christmas sweater. I was so happy. I saw that and I I think I started clapping for for joy. Like an actual Christmas sweater. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Yes, they didn't buy that thing at Target. They did not buy that thing at Target. (laughs) They did not. They were prepared. They were ready. So again, it, it might seem minor. It might seem minor. But these little details, these little touches make a film incredible. Yeah. And for people like us that d- dissect these movies yeah. uh, for fun, we that means so much to us. It knows that you took the care and the time mm-hmm. to put that in. And we see you. We see we you. We see you. We do. We do yeah, see you. Yeah. And we love it. And not only did we get her amazing 
sweater we also then get um, an amazing oh. sweater vest yes yes from will which i was just like oh my god we would totally rock that i could wear mm-hmm. that sweater that she wears and you could wear that vest i would love to know where you guys got that like that yeah that, that sweater that sweater vest combo that was that was beautiful that was great and also yeah that was, that was great and just her her character just owning up to it just being herself you know we have this this woman who doesn't give up fights for what she believes in but still has the funny has the serious she has everything Mm -hmm. you know and i i think she's very relatable in that way and i loved i love seeing that i love seeing that i feel like all of her characters are relatable to me like she's just a I don't know if she just picks parts or if she if there's a little bit of her in some of yeah. these parts because I just and I think that's why like I love her movies because she is so relatable mm. and you just like you just want to be friends with her. Yeah. It, felt, it felt very real. Her characters yeah. feel real and and Annie felt very real to me. Let's talk about I think the most romantic scene for me in this movie was the ice skating scene. Yes. yes he yes, surprises yes. her with an abandoned ice rink. <laughs> abandoned? Well... <laughs> I'm sure it's a functioning ice rink. No, it, they're the only ones there. He, they, Everyone has abandoned it <laughs> for them to... Just some, some run-down ice to, rink on the outskirts of the city. To, pers- to partake in their alone time. Right. So he takes her there. She doesn't know what's going on. Although... She says it's cold. She says she it. does say it's cold, yeah. <laughs> it's like she Antarctica. probably has an idea. Um, and then he turns the lights on. And oh my goodness. Yeah. We've got Christmas trees on the ice. Lights everywhere. It was crazy. It was I felt I felt like all the budget went into this ice skating rink. <laughs> It was so magical, so romantic. If you did something like this for me... There's no way I don't have that kind of money. Like, there's no way. I mean, I was like, is he ready to propose? (laughs) No, this is just Will. This is like, (laughs) this isn't even like a legit date. This is just what he does for maybe someone he's like starting to like. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's, it's funny to me because we get a lot of ice skating in Hallmark movies. And the ice skating rinks in these films... You can't even call them rinks. They're like someone threw up some ice. They put a hose and made an ice skating rink the night before. And the characters <laughs> skate on Like, I don't even know if they're skating half the time. This was like a legit rink. Lights everywhere. Boca as far as the eye could see. Just, oh, it was so beautiful. It was so, it so was beautiful. It was so beautiful. And so we have this like amazing moment of feeling what she's feeling of like oh my gosh this is so romantic she's just probably just you know beside herself Mm -hmm. like i can't believe he's doing this for me and then we talk about ice skating yes we've seen ice skating before i think she really can ice skate i would hope they talk about her figure skating earlier yeah she has like a photo of a kid that might be her right yeah, well, she says this line throughout the movie. First, uh, what is it? Oh, shoot. Something about first you put on the skates, then you do the triple lut or something. Yeah, it's like get the skates and then do yeah. the... Triple axle. <laughs> something. None of us are skating. If you can't tell, we've never been skating in our do lives. Do the, the twirl, the lift. I don't know. It's something like that. The whole if you build it, they will come right. sort of concept. I'm butchering it. Anyways, we know she can ice skate her character, but I think the actress actually can skate because, I mean, we see her doing it. And I was like, oh, impressive. So that scene, you like, again, we go from like so sweet, romantic, and then (laughs) I to Will trying to skate and he just immediately (laughs) falls and I'm just like cracking up laughing. He, he does a lot of physical comedy. I wonder if Paul Campbell did his stunts because there's a lot of physical comedy in this one. There is. There's a and tree we, that comes after him. Yeah, and... we don't see that a lot with the physical comedy. And I'm not always a fan of physical comedy, but I like it if it's done well. Okay. And this movie 
it was just, and he just had me laughing every time yeah the tree falling and mm-hmm. what is it he like the garbage uh, the trash cans <laughs> he's like falling all over them like that scene was hilarious and then him falling on the skates but that whole scene of her kind of like teaching him how to skate it was so I don't know why I think ice skating is so romantic I'm terrible at it. I always like in theory want to do it mm. and go ice skating, but then once I'm there I'm like, "Oh gosh, please get me off of the ice because I'm just so bad at it." But ice skating to me is very romantic. Well, we went ice skating. I know. Yeah. And I'm awful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that scene that was I think by far my favorite as far as romance department. It was just so sweet and I could just feel the the chemistry between them. It was just it was just great. So with that scene, how did you feel about the almost kiss? So I was a little I think I even yelled, I was like, Come on, Paul <laughs> Meaning you wrote this movie. You you were breaking the rules left and right. Mm. You could have you could have given us that that almost or you could have given us the before ending kiss. Yeah. We've seen the almost kiss so many times. But as much as I was disappointed that it didn't happen, we'll just say and we'll get to it, but they made up for it. <laughs> well also, you know, I was I was disappointed too because I always think here especially for something like that, like that gesture and everything. I, I think the care it made sense for the characters not to kiss then mm-hmm. I, for for once for once in the film it actually made sense for the characters to not kiss there so as as disappointed as I was as a viewer as you know a storyteller myself it it just it made sense uh, so I was I was appreciative after the fact of the restraint it took to be like no they they shouldn't kiss here I think that was a I think that was a, a good decision on their part yeah I think it was enough just to know that. They were thinking yeah. about it. Uh, they definitely uh. wanted because I mean, just him doing, like you said, that gesture alone, like the look she gives him. I mean, that was that was enough for me. As much as I wanted the kiss, like just their their closeness, mm-hmm. that like interaction of them skating close together and then falling all over each other. It was it That's was good. perfect. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. So this movie, I mean, I think there's almost too many. This is going to sound really weird, but there's almost too many good scenes in this film. Like, there really is. Not So we get this ice skating ring scene, which is amazing. We get, you know, I even forgot about the scene where he's, like, showing the kids about their roofs. He's, like, criticizing the kids' gingerbread roofs. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, eating the things from it. Like, there's, like, all these great scenes in this film. And the, it's, it's almost too much. It's almost The too much. line from her dad there was my <laughs> no, no. favorite. Because he was, like... They're looking at him like, wow, I didn't you know know he had this in him. And he's like, you know, I wish he wasn't uh, peeling, pulling off the marshmallows and eating them or something <laughs> from the kids' houses. But it was, it was great. It was just a, a great scene. And, and also, so we have these funny scenes like that, but we also have another heartfelt scene, which is the decorating the Christmas tree, which is generally, you know, in these, these Hallmark films, if you've watched as many as we have, they usually do a montage that's some funny music going on. And while they do a montage, they're throwing ornaments at each other and popcorn and cranberries <laughs> and stuff. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen them no, throw no. ornaments. No, they, am I getting the snowball fight and the Christmas tree? I, think so. I don't think so. They're throwing ornaments at each other. And so what we have instead is a quiet, beautiful, reflective moment between Annie and Will where Annie gives Paul Campbell his first ornament, which is the snow globe, and he puts it on the tree, and then she says, there's about 300 more I need you to put on the tree. And so we laugh. And so that's what you're talking about, where you have this really tender moment, because mm-hmm. he's never, you know, Will's never decorated a tree before in his life. So this is... Which his, is just the saddest it's thing super ever. Sad. So this is his first tree. So she gives him the gift. This is what you told me. And I love the way you put this. She gives him the gift of decorating his first tree. And so we have this really sweet moment. And then we have a line like there's 300 things. So we have the serious tender with the funny. I was really hoping 
Yes, it was amazing. I was really hoping that the ornament, the minute he put it on the branch, it would have like fallen and like cracked, like broken. <laughs> that would have been pretty funny, but um, I was like waiting for it. But uh, yeah, that scene was so sweet. And again, yeah, it's like you sometimes in these movies we'll get like one like really great romantic you know thing but like you said they just kept coming it was just like constant and i was just like oh my gosh my heart it can't take it all and that's why we want to watch this movie again like it's almost like you need to watch it a second time Mm -hmm. because there's just so much to take in and i don't mean that in a bad way it's it's just like i mean to me (laughs) this is going to sound so absolutely crazy but the first time you watch the matrix no, just hear me. Just hear me out. Just yes, hear me. you do sound crazy. I don't even. <laughs> just that, Just that line. We're just, talking about Christmas by Starlight. The first time you watch the just Matrix. Just hear me out. So the first time you watch the Matrix, there's so much going on. There's so many great scenes. You're trying to understand the plot and all this deep, uh, you know, other stuff going on. Do you, you hear that, Gary? Ham <laughs> is comparing Christmas by Starlight <laughs> to the Matrix. For real though, there's just so much going on, and so it's the same with this film. There's so much going on that you need to watch it you know, more than once to really appreciate everything that's going, that's everything that's happening. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like I want to watch it again right now. No, for real. <laughs> and I, I can't remember the last time I've watched a Hallmark movie where I've been like, let's go again. Like, I would totally watch it right now if it wasn't, you know, close to midnight. <laughs> we were sleeping. Yeah, I would. Well, I felt that way about A Timeless Christmas. Yeah. And I said that one was my favorite. Well, we've got a new, front, we've got a new front runner. <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and talk about the thing that I hate the most in these films, which is... Oh, wait. No, there is something I hate more than the conflict in these films, which is... Cell phones. phones. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I don't, I don't know who, who decided to do this. I was, I was really okay with Annie on her cell phone for one of the scenes. You know, I think she's texting or she's doing something on her phone. I was fine with that. I was fine with that. It was normal. She was just texting on her phone like a normal person. And then, more than halfway through the movie, you know, we're coming up towards the end, we see another cell phone. Great. Whatever. Then we see the the text message off of the phone. Why? It It doesn't make any sense. It hasn't happened at all throughout the film. Completely out of place. Completely just took me out of the film. Made me sad. I think I cried when I saw it because no, I was like, didn't. "This took me out. This took me out." I this... did look at. I looked over at you like, "Oh." <laughs> it was you're doing so well, and then the cell phone message just didn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know what kind of cell service he had either because that little bubble that popped up, I've oh, never seen that before. Man, it was it, like a weird blue with a. <laughs> oh, just no. Just no, no, I did feel, it felt a little out of place. It felt very out of place because it doesn't happen any other time in the, the film. And yeah, it just... and we knew what he was looking at. Like she had yeah. just texted it and then he gets it. So we all know what yeah, it says. We, we see what's going yeah. on. We see but what's going on. I guess maybe for those that weren't paying attention. No, don't do that. <laughs> so other, other than that, other than that, that was my, that was my big gripe. That was more than just a nitpicking thing. It, it hits me deep in my soul. <laughs> uh, so conflict, which is the other big pet peeve I have with these. I, I mean, I, it made sense. They handled it. You know, they, I hated it, but it, made I hated sense. It. it. Yeah. I hated it because it ruined their night. It was such a nice, you know, <laughs> a nice she's night. in that dress and the dress. Oh my gosh. The dress. Best that... dress. Best dress out of any of the films right now. Top dress for me. It was amazing. I still do love that the Victorian dress. One. In, but again, that's a totally different because it was like from, you know, 1900s. But uh, the the red dress, yep. I felt like Will. Like when she walked in, I was like mouth agape like him. Like, oh my God. But I love that when they shoot to him and his mouth is just like open. Like, wow. I think we all were feeling the same way. Well, it, it, it's funny because it, it's such, it seems like such a small thing the the end outfits i'll call them the end outfits because that's the only other way to describe them but it makes such a huge difference if both people just look remarkable you know there, there have been times when the female lead has looked amazing and then the male lead has not looked good um in their outfit and when both of them are just burning bright 
it is it is a sight to behold because this is really the pinnacle you know this is the moment mm-hmm. and so I, I think there was another film where there, the dress just was not doing it for me and it took me out took me out of the film <laughs> the dress took you out it did well I did love that he surprised her with the Christmas vest exactly that so was great. he's been wearing the fancy suits all yeah. you know I was I kept waiting to for him to like dress down see a more like casual side of him which I think he wears he like, does. a sweater yeah, he goes yeah, down. Point, but uh, I loved that. I was not expecting that when he opened the jacket, and I just thought that was genius. So she walks in, his mouth is agape, and and that's what kills me is that they have this beautiful moment together that's ruined because people are talking to them and you know whatever. And also we, another romantic moment. He brings the entire Toy Store there. Oh for God! That's what I'm saying. Like they just I forgot about exactly because there's so many. There's so many, and so they they you know they're dancing and then. Client yeah. starts talking about how they're going to tear it down anyway. It, you know, I, I hated to see it happen because they're having such a nice night and the night's ruined. To me, that's what bothers me about this conflict a lot of times is that it happens in moments that are supposed to be very special for these people and it ruins the moment and it just kind of kills yeah. me. Yeah, it's like the, their big night. Right. You know, let, let it happen afterwards, maybe. I like it when the conflict happens after the big moment or the next day. So that or not at all or not at all, and so that that kind of bothered me, uh, but they handled it quickly, I thought. And the only other thing I'll, I'll say about the conflict from from my point of view, and we talked about this earlier, is that I feel like without Lyle, I don't know what Will would have done, and that kind of that kind of bothers me. I think Will would have done the right thing. I think Lyle was just kind of telling him. I think Will already knew it. Yeah. And I think Lyle just kind of gives him that little extra push that he already knows what he needs to do. I just know that it's hard for him, you know. But I think from everything that him and Annie have gone through and he's, you know, developed these feelings for her, I I choose to believe that he would have done the right thing. I do too. I just, I, I, I almost don't think he would have allowed it to get that far. Like his character... The, the speech that he gives his dad, and we don't really talk about the relationship between him and his dad that much on, on this podcast right now, but the speech that he gives to his dad at the end, I think should have come earlier for him. I, I don't see him letting his dad continue with this at that point in the story. Well, it's almost like he forgot. Like, he made this promise that he's going to save it, and then... And Lyle, Lyle had to remind him Yeah. again... I think it would have, when he realized, I think it's because he's been having so much fun with right. Annie and, you know, whatever. Maybe. I mean, that that, that makes sense. Um, but that's just a little hiccup is that his character not doing anything until the very end. Oh, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, because he's kind of immature in yeah. that way, but... But he knows it's so important to her, so that's that's what kind of bothers me. That's the only small little little gripe I have with the story is that sort of characterization at the end there. But as you know, and as we all know, it's gonna work out. You know, he Yes, he finds a way. The historical train thing, when the guy mentions it, I'm like, there you go. Um and then, you know Oh, we didn't even talk about the snow globe. My goodness, there's so much in this film. No wonder you had a like a tough time writing the plot. There's like a million things I going know, on. I know, and I didn't want to take time because I knew that we're we were going to be talking about Well, the so she is adopted, which is not really discussed too much in the film, which I thought was interesting. It was kind of talked about in the beginning. We see her in her law office. Yeah, I, I think it was an important part of the movie, but it wasn't harped on. I liked that it was just... It was just that. Yeah. She was adopted. They kind of like, you know, wove it into the story um, and it didn't feel forced. Right. Just felt uh, natural or, or part of, of her. Yeah, right. it was just part of who she was. So she bought, you know, for her first Christmas with her adopted parents, she bought the snow globe. She, she They said they could have anything in the store and she got a snow globe and she lost a key for it. And we all know where this is going that, you know, you know, Will's going to find the key. Even though we know... That Will's going to give her the key at the end. We that, almost thought it wasn't going to happen. That's right. You're right. It was getting towards the end. Like they had the. Yeah. I was ready to put it in my notes. Like, guys, you didn't close this story. <laughs> where's, where's the key? <laughs> and so he gives her the key. It's so touching. Like that got me. And you know, we get a kiss again. So there's two kisses. Again. Well, we haven't talked about the first. One. I know. But we're going back. Okay. We're going back. I'm just saying there are two kisses. You know, I talk conflict 
You talk kisses. So talk to me about the kisses. The kisses. <laughs> the end kisses. So we get this speech from Will, which is very heartwarming. And she kills me when she comes in and she's like, oh my God, she is just so good. When she comes in and she, you know, is saying all of this stuff to him, like, is this really happening? I want to trust you, but I don't know if I can. And she even says something like, are you even real? Mm -hmm. Like, it was so, I don't, it just felt like she was just, it was just directly from her heart. And I was just feeling all of the feelings that she was feeling. And then, yeah, that kiss, it, there was like, he he kind of there's just like this sense of urgency like mm. he he doesn't run but he walks briskly <laughs> up to her and kisses her and it was it was tender but it was sweet um my only disappointment was like the minute they start kissing they cut to the parents like watching them. Oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't need to see their reaction. Oh, yes. Um, but we we get back to it. Mm-hmm. And then I think like this is it. You know, usually it's the kiss and, and then that's the end of the movie. They'll zoom out, you know, which you always hate. You hate when they zoom out. I do, but but then it's not over. We get more. <laughs> and so, you know, we find Will gets his promotion like yeah. his dad's giving him the company yeah. lyle, lyle gets a promotion yeah. it's a title finally yeah congrats to right. lyle and then will's like one more thing i got a gift for annie and then we realize okay here it is because yeah. at first i was like is, is he is this not going to happen uh so he gives her the key and i love that because you were all thinking how in the world did he find the key? So she's like, is that is this the key that you lost when you were a kid? No, obviously. Yeah, that line is like so good. It um, would have been great. That would have been some Christmas magic. Magic. But no, they're like, no, this is real life and that is impossible. Yeah. So I'm still a little confused how he found the ex- like a key that fits in. Exactly. Sure. I guess uh, snow globes. Yeah, have, they all have probably similar ones. Yeah. eBay. eBay. <laughs> so... Yes, that was super sweet. And she's like, you got her dancing again? Or he says, like, now she, I got her dancing again. And she's like, yeah, she is. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I don't know exactly what they say. And then we get another kiss. Mm-hmm. This kiss <laughs> was even better than the first. <laughs> it just, he, like, they just kind of like grab each other i think they're like gonna start to dance but then they're just into it's it was intimate there's just like this really like closeness because they're like embracing and it was a perfect second kiss it was good it might it might it might be my favorite one now oh man that's tough. I know I loved the Nashville Christmas Carol kiss. I said that was my like my second. Um, I think this one has surpassed all of them. It's in my top three. I, I feel like we just need to have a montage of kisses at the end to really kind of to really. Uh... It's in my top three. It's in my top three. Yeah, it was. It was perfect. It was really good. So great ending. They don't mess up. You know, the whole time I'm like, please land this film. Please land it. Please land it. Please give me that good ending kiss. Give me good ending everything. And they really did. Everything was was wonderful. This is by far, hands down, our favorite film this year. Maybe from last year, too. It's just... It's 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 so good. It's near perfect. It's near perfect. Except for the cell phone. Near perfect. (laughs) That's the only thing that keeps it. I mean, honestly... I would love. I'm. I'm so happy for for Paul Campbell and Kimberly Susted. Like this. Yeah, they they just. Please killed, please killed write it. more. Please write more. Please make more films together. You know, you guys are great together, and it was just a treat to watch this. We're gonna watch it again. You know, Hallmark, if you're listening, let's have some more funny. Let's have these. You know, these films where you can have the funny, you can have the serious, you can have it all, mm-hmm. and just. And the Christmas feels. <laughs> like you, So many Christmas feels. So just great, great job. Please watch this film. If you guys watch any film this year 
watch this one. You will not be disappointed. You will not. I loved it so much. Wow. So thank you everyone for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, this has been an absolute blast for us. We will continue to do these. I don't, I mean, this was our top one. Like, are there any we're other done. films? We're done. We're <laughs> done. We're not even, we're not even in December. And like, I, I feel know, like. And I feel, so this week was crazy. I don't know which ones we're going to be able to get to. Obviously Thanksgiving week, yeah. but, um, we do hope everyone had, you know, wonderful Thanksgiving and we'll be back with another episode. Yeah, it's going to be a little while this week. We're just going to pop them out when we can. Uh, so you'll be hearing more from us. But please let us know uh, how we're doing. Rate us on Apple. It really, really helps us out, guys. So if you could do that, that'd be great. If you like us, if you don't like us, tell us why you don't like us. Maybe you love the text messages. That's, that's <laughs> great. I think you're wrong. Let me know. Let me know. Let's start that conversation. So again, really Do appreciate it. Do you want to invite that yeah. feedback? <laughs> Come at me. Come at me. So really appreciate it, guys. Uh, it, this has been a blast for us. And, you know. Yes. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you, guys. We'll be back. <laughs>